Next up in Barometer, we're going to head into some literature. Uh, now, in nooks and crannies across the country, you can see people are aspiring to be writers, but like some of us kick the can down the road and never get around to it. But our next guest has actually gone and done it, written a book, nearly three in fact. Uh, balancing that with a full-time job can't be easy, but he's managed it, as well as having books published himself. He self-published them. Colin Weldon is a jeweller by day and a sci-fi writer by night or morning. He's from Dublin and he came in to chat to us during the week and here's how it went. Uh, what is Agathon about? Agathon is, uh, its name is Spaceship. <clears throat> so it's, it's a science fiction thriller, basically, uh, set in the year 2339. Um, it is about a group of colonists on Mars. Uh, primarily the protagonist is actually a girl born on Mars who has special abilities. She's telepathic and she's also got sort of telekinetic powers that she's just becoming aware of. Uh, She doesn't know why and she hasn't told anyone about it, uh, but she's there living away anyway. There is a signal which has been uh, detected for 100 years, uh, which nobody is able to decode. Halfway through the, the beginning of the book, the signal begins to change and the earth explodes. Right. Okay, that's not good. Big, uh, it's not great. No, it's not. So you know, I started it off by going right. How do we, how do you how do you throw your protagonist and how do you throw your your characters into the most you know distressing turmoil you can possibly do? And I blew up the Earth. Seemed, seemed logical. Uh-huh. Uh, so a big chunk of the Earth then breaks off and heads for Mars. So that means that Mars is in serious trouble. Uh, so the only way out of it is for the uh, remaining survivors to board space stations and an untested ship called the Agathon, which is the first faster-than-light ship ever built, uh, to go off in search of this signal in the hopes of finding a new a new uh, home world, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a, it's a thrilling sort of adventure story. I wanted to write a page-turner. I didn't want to get too sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to get too technical or too um, deep and heavy into the, the nitty-gritty of the, mm-hmm. the math and the physics and whatnot. I wanted something that people could, I don't know, enjoy like a... Like a I didn't want to get into... Einstein's theory of relativity too much, <laughs> but uh, I wanted something that was that was could be feasible, um, mm. sort of. And it's actually very interesting because this week they found um, gravitational waves the first yeah. time, which is incredible because it it lends even more uh, credence to how the ship could possibly work. Mm. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. That was good. that was a good plus for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean uh, there's a lot of things that are working in your direction <laughs> I know, here. Right? I mean, the, the whole the Martian was released. <laughs> I know, right? And and all this yeah, Mars I, transport. The, the crazy thing is, I was on I was on a flight to um, to London there about six months ago, and I randomly picked up the Martian in knowing nothing about it mm. and read it in four hours and was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This thing is absolutely incredible. Like mm. I loved. The Martian. I love that book. It was. It's a little bit different in terms of of. It's a bit more sciencey mm. than the Agathon. Mine's a bit more soap. My wife told me it's it's soap opera in space. <laughs> it's probably a little bit more far fetched. I think the Martian's probably actually more realistic than uh, <laughs> than the Agathon. To be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's coming out at a very good time because people are interested in this sci fi thing. They want you know juicy stories that involve you know, spaceships and realistic sort of character-driven stuff. Mm. Um, and I wanted to make it character-driven. I wanted to make it uh, based around people and not so much the technology. I love the technology aspect of it, but I wanted it to be about people, mm. about conflict, about struggle, about what we would find if we went out into space. And I just love all that kind of stuff, you know. You were a late starter to writing. What, what got you into it? 
<laughs> I was a late starter. I was a late starter. Well, I was. I was, and I wasn't. Well, I was. Yeah, because I'm thirty. I'm thirty-five now. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm late enough. Uh, writing a novel is has always been a dream. Um, I think. I think when I hit my early thirties, I kind of I got a big shock. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of looked at myself in the mirror one day and went, "Right, okay, look. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. So get up, get out of bed, go to the coffee shop." write 300 words and go home and then do that the next day and then the next day and then the next day and it just beefed up and I went right now's the time so I just I've mm. been steady at it now for close to three years yeah. I think life just gets in the way you know life gets in the way like you know you, you, my 20s were a blur <laughs> you know <laughs> of this that and the other and you know I think you have to be in the right mindset to commit yourself to doing a project like like my book mm. you just have to you have to be willing to devote a huge amount of time and effort into it, and I I wasn't ready until now. Is your writing, is your your style of uh, style of work really? Is it very methodical? Do you have to pl- plan out? You know, this amount of the day is dedicated to the writing. This yes. amount of the day is for whatever. Absolutely. It, it, if you don't, that's rule one. If mm. you don't slot out a routine, you'll never get it done. So at the outset, my my brain is most active in the mornings, early mornings. So I'm right up at half six. You will write for three hours before you go to work, no matter what. You will get up. If you do nothing, you will stare at the screen for three hours. But you will get up and you will do a thousand words before you go to work, no Mm. matter what. And if you keep that regime, if you keep that routine, it actually becomes really enjoyable. Uh, It's quite a a therapeutic process, Mm. writing. I found it quite relaxing in the morning before going to work. And when you get into a steady rhythm and being able to bang out a thousand, two thousand words in the morning before you go to work, uh, in three or four months you've got a book, no matter what. I mean, the math just adds up. Mm. Um, it's getting yourself into a routine. That's it. As soon as you've got that routine, it's it's a very easy thing to keep going. Uh, it's initially getting yourself to the first ten thousand words, which is the real, yeah, the real test. You know? And does that is it hard to f- uh, find your balance really, and then before you, it's easier to sustain sustain it. Yeah. Yes, uh, I find I always find the first ten thousand. Well, I'm 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 on my third book at the moment, mm. uh, uh, just just into twenty five thousand this morning actually. Um, but the 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 first ten are, are rough. They're really rough because when I finished the first book, I took a two month break before moving into the second one. Um, getting back into it, your brain just shifts focus. It changes gear. You know, it's like mm. running and then eating chocolate for six months and then trying to go back in the treadmill. It just doesn't work until your your mind gets into a uh, steady rhythm, you know. So yeah. uh, it was something that that once you get over the first ten, for me, it's a mental thing, and mm. then you're just you're in it, and there, there's no there's no way out. And it's funny because when you hit when you hit the kind of midway mark, forty fifty thousand, uh, you, you can't stop. So you're you're not necessarily trapped by the book, but you literally you cannot stop until you're done. Uh, so you're in it. You're in the deep end. There's no way out. You know. It's like when when you go off running in a in a certain direction, and yeah. you're you're already ten k out. You have ah, to yeah, it's the... devastating. Like, <laughs> like you know, when I go running, when I go running, you know, I'm trying my best, but you know, you know, you're, you're yeah, you're four or five k out, and all of a sudden you have to get home. You can't order a taxi you when you're ready. Order a taxi, you know, and I've done that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I haven't haloed <laughs> in the middle of a run. <laughs> but oh, you can't you can't halo on on a book because. Uh, you know, you're defeating yourself, uh, mm. essentially. So, yeah, it's 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 fun. Have you ever found yourself 10,000 words in and thought, this isn't going to work? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, big time. Um, 
when that happens, you actually what that actually happened with the first book. Um, mm. I got ten thousand in and realised I was in trouble. Um, but what I did was I went right, screw it, just complete it, and get the story on paper, no matter what. Mm. Um, what you can do is, when you finish it, you lock it in a drawer for a month, and then you come back. The first twenty thousand words of book one went into the bin completely and I rewrote the whole thing mm. uh, because I knew at the outset where the story was going to go and how it was going to change so what I did was I just locked off the the first four or five chapters I went right that's not what the story is going to be but I know where it should have been so I'm going to go back and rewrite it but going back after 10,000 and writing from scratch for me mentally was just a defeating thing so I just let it go Mm. Uh, and then I came back and rewrote it. I rewrote the first twenty or thirty thousand words actually completely uh, mm. from start to, to finish. And I'm really happy that I did that because once you win a flow, you just you just have to you have to go, you know. And as soon as you mm. finish it, and as soon as it's done, what you're left with, if it's a mess or not a mess, at least you have completed something. You yeah. know, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. When you're writing, you just have to write, whether it's garbage or not. You just mm. have to write because you can always fix it. You can always go back and, and change it, and you can always amend things but uh, yeah no I ran it. it it was tough the first one was tough the second book came out of me very very easily uh, I was really surprised with, with how well the second book came out yeah. um, it was just I don't know something something kicked into gear and and now I've got god I think I've got three or four left of me you know um, oh yeah you, you, you published this book in a very uh, unconventional way really mm-hmm. um, yeah <clears throat> I did. self-published it I did yeah um I had a really interesting thing with the, the self-publishing thing. I originally wrote the manuscript and sent it out to have it um, reviewed, mm. um, a reader review, <clears throat> basically, from the guys at Inkwell. And the feedback that I, I got back from it was so positive and so enthusiastic that it was sent over to several publishers in the UK, um, the big, the biggest publishers that there are in the UK. Um mm. They sent me back feedback saying that they loved it, um, that it was great. They had nothing negative to say about it. Um, they, they said it was uh, a great page turner, super characters. There, I was, which I couldn't believe. I was over the, over the moon. Mm. I thought this thing was wrapped. You know, I thought I was I was going to get a deal. I thought it was this is the way to go. Um, but they just they passed it. You know, um, and I was like, okay, it's fine. But they said, look, keep writing. You know, we love your stuff. Uh, we keep an eye on it on Amazon. You know, see how it goes. Uh, you're going to have to do your own publishing, your own promotion anyway. So there you go. Um, what I loved, I was always going to self-publish when I be- began writing it because uh, I suppose as a businessman as well, I liked the idea of having creative control. Mm. I liked the idea of <clears throat> creating the cover myself. I liked the idea of creating the interior myself. And I liked the idea of personally liaising with um, a great editor who, who was Audra Labac, who's, who's a brilliant um, editor at the moment, who's doing the who's doing book two and book three hmm. uh, at the moment. Uh, self-publishing for me was was a lot of fun because it took a year and a half for me to get feedback from the big publishers. Um, you have to wait and wait and wait and wait. Uh, and if it's a yes, great. If it's a no, you're left back with with stage one and I kind of I was so eager to get it out there and so eager to just keep writing and keep publishing that I went right Andy Weir did it you know um, loads of other people seem to be doing it nowadays yeah. um, so I'm just going to 
make it the best possible product I can make it. I'm going to make the cover myself and I'm going to do it myself. Um, and it's been a really good experience for me. Um, the self-publishing thing has been a really good experience. It's done really well, actually, and I'm getting fantastic feedback on it. Yeah. So, are you gonna are you gonna self-publish the the next the next few books or the next the second one? I was going to self-publish the end of March. Um, now, I've at the moment been told to hold off, possibly because there's somebody interested in looking at it in the US. Um, so, I'm going to hold off on the second one until I hear back from from the guys in the US but if if it, again if it's a no I will go and self-publish the second one um, and the third one I will have written by the end of April I'm going to have that out theoretically again self-publishing in August mm. I hope uh, book four is going to be a very different take uh, on, on things and I'm planning on a bit of a born identity thriller type situation right so it's 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 all sort of go but at the moment until until i get a knock on the door uh if it ever happens you know you know this business it's just so competitive uh, i'm going to continue to, to self-publish because I'm, I'm quite comfortable with it now um i've learned so many ridiculously important lessons from self-publishing like just silly stuff like proofreading and you know i mean i'm, I'm I can be a little bit impatient at times and uh my first, i sent my first manuscript out without it being proofread to uh, to a huge agent and she's really lovely she's great she's, she's really really funny with me on the phone and she's like Colin you know you, you know, you, you have to learn how to spell this word or <laughs> that's not where you put a comma and you know you're missing an entire sentence here and I was like oh god what the hell oh my god so yeah you learn I learned the hard way you know I learned from falling down and I'm picking myself up and you know, so it's it's mm. I don't know, it's it's interesting. It's it's cool doing this as well because it's, it feels to me like it's the beginning of a of a journey, you know. Mm. So I think this is a this is a cool interview to do actually because it's it's for me genuinely it's the beginning. I think it's the beginning of something. So I think this could be a very interesting thing to have another chat about in about five years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So so where where what sort of audiences uh, audiences seem to be picking up the the, the book? Funnily enough, a lot of women are reading it. It's, I'm getting huge, but I don't know. Maybe because the lead, the lead protagonist is a is a female, strong female lead. Mm. I've always been a huge uh, fan of strong female leads. Ridley Scott's Alien, that type of thing. Yeah. I like a good strong female lead because I just find it very interesting. There's there's a lot of layers, a lot of depth. Um, the, the strong female lead in the Agathon is somebody who has these powers and these abilities kind of thrust upon her. Um, mm. She didn't ask for it. She just is is born with it, and all of a sudden, uh, you'll see in the second and third book, she becomes the most crucial, uh, you know, uh, character for the survival of the human race eventually mm. against this big mechanical planet which uh, is threatening the the galaxy. But anyway, there's more alien races involved in the third book. I'm getting sort of uh, more into the development of of alien cultures and alien races into okay. the third one so I'm going a little bit more hardcore sci-fi for the for the third one uh, I wanted to keep it a little bit grounded but as grounded as a four-armed alien can be <laughs> but uh <laughs> well, yeah. you have them bought in at that stage you've already read the first two yeah if you've got yeah. two I can do whatever the hell I want <laughs> giant mutant bananas just read it <laughs> you blow up every planet it doesn't matter yeah done well there you know <laughs> Are you, do you ever feel like being as um Ruthless as George Martin and Game of Thrones is kill off all the important. Yeah, characters. yeah. Well, watch it's, this. Watch this spot. Yeah. Um. I, I won't spoil the. I won't spoil the the second one. But but 
you know, I'm I'm very tempted with the third <laughs> one to do exactly that. Just, <laughs> just to go, yeah, there you go. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a brilliant writer, that guy. Yeah, Jordan, he's amazing. He is, but uh, he wouldn't he would hurry up. He would, he's a very he's a very slow writer. Yeah, I yeah. I probably am am the polar opposite <laughs> to George or Martin. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I'm hoping to crank out quite a lot of these. I have a, I always had a target for three yeah. books by thirty six. Uh, that's in August. So okay. I'm hoping for my goal is ten by forty. That's my mm. that's my little thing I have a whole plan at home with post-it notes and all sorts of things so yeah and going back to the writing here would you be interested in, in trying out other genres after uh, I'm writing a book in uh, I'm going to start it in August I think in September I have an outline it's called Hunting Nora Stone it's uh, it's a thriller basically uh, along the lines of born identity type Okay. Thing, yeah I've got a <laughs> you know we're going it, there may be some science fiction elements in it I keep tweaking the idea of putting it 300 years in the future you know there's a part of my brain that's like just put it in the future <laughs> and I'm like no but we'll, so we'll see we'll see how we go with that one you have more constraints by that uh, in science fiction you can say okay this is Warpole uh, exactly yeah in, when you're writing thriller you've you got to know your stuff I think and you've got to have mm. your, your your facts down you know you can't just go and now we're on a planet <laughs> <laughs> planet blorb you know just that, be that kind of stuff. A and lot of reading up on that. There's going to be a lot of reading up. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot. I I, I read. Uh, if you if you write, you have to to read a lot. Mm. You know, so and it's not dying out reading. It's it's it seems to be. No, it's not. Renaissance. It's not. It's 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 quite incredible. And I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to go into bookshops. You know, I really hope they don't die mm. out because there's there's nothing from my uh, experience than going into a bookshop and just sitting there and. And looking at all the stories in front of you, and you know, reading all the things that you can't possibly read in a lifetime, and making choices, and it's I love I love bookshops. They're very zen, mm. you know. They're very uh, calming. I like paper books. I've always I have a Kindle mm. yeah. myself, uh, but I love paper books. I love getting halfway through a book and going, I read all of that. You can measure your progress. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, I read all that, and now I'm going to read all this and. You know, God knows what happens to these pages. I find it, I'm, I've always had a difficulty getting into the the Kindle reading thing, mm. but I think it's amazing. Buy Kindles, they're great. And download my book. I'm my book. <laughs> 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 oh, of course, I would win another shameless plug. Do you know? Oh, well. <laughs> Colin, thanks very much for coming in. Not at all, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. And you can download Colin's book, The Agathon, on Amazon, and his new one, Reign of Arturo, will be coming out very soon.